Once again, we're back once again. I'm Rodney E, the PG of this shit, and Matt is here again. What's up, Matt? Uh, not much, mate. Uh, good to be here with you and you, Oracle, as well. Fucking oath, and uh, what's going on, Oracle? How you going over there? Yeah, all right, lads. Uh, good to be back again, as you know, as we are, as we do, as we talk shit. Yep, it's becoming a regular occurrence, and uh, I'm enjoying it more and more every day. So let's get uh, stuck into it. I think we've... Got an exclusive, don't we, uh, Oracle? The Oracle. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Yeah, I mean, the last episode we talked about Scotty Pippen and the shit he's been saying. And, uh, oh, Scotty, yeah. So the the exclusive I've managed to get. So, you know, if a book becomes really popular, you know, they're going to release an audio set that you can listen to. Oh, yeah. the, the audio book version. Yeah, and uh, I've, been, I've managed to get a little snippet. Oh, sweet. Awesome. So, <laughs> I can't uh, wait to hear this. <laughs> I had no idea this was coming, so this is a, it's a world right. first. So uh, let me just uh, set this up here. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right. Traded to the bulls. Cheap ass contracts. Uh, uh, midgets fucked me up. Uh, uh, Doc Rivers titties. Oh my god! Holy shit! How did you get? How did you get that audio, man? Have you got like yeah, well, some direct line to Pippin or something? I'm just blown away, dude. I've got contacts, that's all I can say. <laughs> I can't say where exactly it came from, but I managed to get a hold of it. And, uh, yeah, just a small little snippet, but, uh, yeah, it's worth its weight in gold. Well, I think we've all learned a lesson here today, and that is never question the Oracle, never question his sources. He's obviously got superior inside knowledge. Uh, and that- always keep nunchucks on you in case of a midget attack. That's right. That's the- <laughs> That's the other thing, too. That's right. We should really probably share that, what we were referring to last week, because it is pretty funny, i got to yeah, say. It's, yeah, it's pretty fucking good. It's hilarious. pretty yeah. fucking good. It's great. You know, that's really great. I might get that audio book. It's really, you know, Scotty Pippen's voice, it's it's really unique. I, I, think, I, it's, I think I want to put that on while I have sex with my girlfriend. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, his voice kind of sounds like if you ran over a brick with a lawnmower. <laughs> but his book might actually have more substance to it if you got you know Morgan Freeman to do it for him. Yeah, right. Know, yeah, it might, you know, you know, yep, that makes sense. You know what he's saying if Morgan Freeman says it, but with his voice, I don't think so. What about Dave Hughes? Dave, what about we get Dave Hughes to voice it? <laughs> no, just be contract with the Bulls was bullshit. Oh, <laughs> MJ no, should shut the fuck up. No, it's got to be. What was that guy's name on uh, Lethal Weapon about the parking fines and all that? I got oh, to Gilbert meet Gottfried. Him. Yeah, you got to, it's got to be him. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried, yeah, yeah. That's my wife's car. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking wife's car. <laughs> no, no, bitch. <laughs> I remember that bit so You can get that guy on Cameo. You can get that guy on Cameo. I think he's like... Maybe oh, we no, need I think to, he's 200 bucks or something on Cameo. I maybe think. we need to, uh, yeah, pull our resources and, and get him 
get him on the garbage time basketball podcast. Let's get him on. Yeah. I'm in for that. I'm just going to rant a little bit about Boston today because I don't know whether you guys saw it, but they fucking sucked ass. They absolutely yeah. sucked ass today. Yeah. Uh, launching away from three in the first half. They had open, easy looks. They weren't going in. The effort lacked on the defensive end. Durant was able to get to his spots, hit all sorts of mid-range jump shots all day. Paddy Mills, 7 for 10 from the three-point line, scored 23 overall. The difference in the game was almost what Paddy Mills did. And he he got free any time he wanted to. He was just stroking it. And it was just, he hit his first three or four. And yeah, after that, I was like, anytime Boston roll out G. Williams instead of R. Williams into the starting five, that makes me worried. Well, yeah, I think there's trouble in Beantown. Uh, from what I saw today, there's... Uh, there's no beans. Poor, there's not a lot they can hang their hat on no, at the moment. Beanless. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was no fight in Irish today, I'll tell you. They, no. They, actually, do you know what? It did happen for about six or seven minutes of the fourth quarter, and the crowd started getting behind Boston. They went on a bit of a run. It was a 17-point run or something. But... Who cares? I mean, the Nets were already up 29. I mean, they can afford to just keep Boston at arm's yeah. length and game over. off the pedal. Game I mean, over. The bits I saw, I watched the first half and then quit basically after that because... I don't blame you. It was just a, I really a don't. shit show. Yeah, but the crowd was giving in to them, man. Crowd, the crowd was uh, jeering their own team, which uh, is never a good sign. No, and that's not the first time that's happened. Yeah, what, what's what's their problem? What, what's the problem there? They've got a lot... They've got talented people, yet... Bro, if, if you it's could articulate, if, if the, all three of us together could articulate the problem with Boston, uh, we'd be geniuses because I've been watching them for you know the last four years and it's the same trap every time. Even with Kyrie over there, it, w- it was the same trap. Like they would get complacent with a lead and not show enough urgency when they were down 10, 15 points. And it's just a constant thing. They get down 15 in the game before anything changes. They just keep launching away from three, bro. I mean, they're, they're not going in. What the fuck you keep shooting yeah. for? The fuck you keep shooting for if it's not yeah. going in? For fuck's sake, use some imagination. As soon as they started making quick moves off the dribble early in the offense, big surprise. They went to the line and, and got some scores at the rim. But they don't yeah. mix up their their approach enough. I pray for Ima Yudoka, man. I, I really do. I, I really hope that he can get their heads around a different game style because... Well, yeah. look, from, from the outside looking in, and I don't have a dog in this fight, I look at that roster and I go, the only guy that's safe, I would uh, say, is really worth keeping is... Marcus Smart. The rest of them, I would say, is a totally like assets that you can use. Frank, how what would you say? Because I think that Tatum maybe has run his race in Boston. That's the way I see it. He doesn't look like he's locked in. Their run this year has been disappointing with the talent they do have. They've brought in the new coach to see if they can shake things up and get the get the team going again, but it hasn't worked out so far. Is it time where, you know, the GM thinks, well, is it time for a big shake-up? What else can we do to get Boston going again? Do we trade players? Do we completely just strip the roster and start from scratch, hold on to you know, the one or two core players and start again? Are they sort of similar to the Portland situation at the moment? Well, you'd have to say, yeah, maybe. I think that maybe they're, they're sort of treading water. I think Boston are a bit romantically in love with having both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum there because they see how talented they are. They think it doesn't make any sense to trade either one of these guys. They're so good, but they're so good at the same fucking position. Yeah. 
it's a constant head fuck for me because it's like, yeah, I agree with with Boston people where they say they want to keep the best team together, but it's it's a free agents market out there, and I kind of agree with 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 Matt here, and it's like maybe Tatum's run his course here. You get the most back for him. No one wants him to be traded, but it means we get to get Jalen Brown more as the number one guy, and we get some valuable pieces in return. We get a stronger team overall. Why wouldn't you do it? I mean, Brad Stevens well, uh, has got to be thinking. I mean, if you traded, let's say, Tatum for Ben Simmons, which was rumoured, I think, a while ago, that Brown-Simmons-Smart trio there, that is just a defensive juggernaut right yeah. there. You could, well, that's something you could hang your hat on. They, they uh, put um, Jalen Brown up in that in that trade first. That was the big rumour that came yeah, out. I, I don't know, man. I think that Brown, you want to keep Brown and you want to get rid of Tatum. That's just my view. Frank, what do, you, what do you think? What's the piece they need? What's the move they could make that could really, you know, zing some life into these fucking, you know, corpses? <laughs> These green corpses. <laughs> if they did trade Tatum, it'd definitely be, you know, a, a good wake-up call for the rest of the players on there and go, you know, if you don't get your shit together, we'll trade your ass away like Tatum. Man, I don't know if threatening... <laughs> not actually know if threatening them. <laughs> not actually oh, threatening them. You know what? Fuck them. Start threatening them. <laughs> Nothing else has worked at this point, Matt. We've got to start right. th- just flat-out threatening these guys. You know what? It means your job. Every, every fucking game from now means your job. If you don't fucking go out there with well, urgency <laughs> every time on the court, like they showed, <laughs> they showed what they could do today, Boston, that when they went on a run and came back at these guys. But they don't do that from the start of the game. They don't bring it into the game. It, it only well, gets have, generated through being down heaps in the game. Yeah, well, they, they checked, the Nets had checked out by that stage. But all right, how about this then? So Yudoka, before the next game, Yudoka comes into the locker room and he's wearing a flamethrower. And he, <laughs> he, says to, he says to all of them, right, I'm going to fucking, you guys don't fucking get out there and start playing some basketball. I'm, I'm going to light your asses up. Like, I'm, I'm not going to wait for the end of the I'm game. I'm burning you all to a fucking crisp. Whoever, yeah. whoever doesn't get the job done out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to burn you yes. like fucking mum's meatloaf if you don't fucking start hooping. Hey, Ma! The meatloaf! <laughs> what is she doing yeah. in there anyway? Like, what is what is Brad Stevens doing in there? Yeah, fucking, look, you know what? Fucking trade Tatum. Fucking trade the cunt. Seriously. Well, who like, would you, but Frank, who would you trade him for? What's a good move? Just a, you know, a hypothetical, just a, you know, dream scenario. What do you think that Boston needs? Is it automatically Simmons, or do you reckon we can? I reckon we can get someone else better than Simmons for for Tatum. Surely, if you're going to train him for Simmons, you could probably get another player for him. But you get Thibault as well. I mean, imagine that defensive. You got like you got that's a really good defensive squad. Not sure whether Philly would give up Thibault, but that'd be great. I mean, that'd be. I think Boston would pull the trigger on that, but it's more likely it's going to be Shake Milton or something like that with Simmons. Not still so not much. a bad player. I mean, still good, but yeah, not the same tier as as Tybal, I don't think. I think he's more valuable to that team. Tybal, yes, I think. Yeah, Be- I mean, being that they're looking to get rid of Simmons, you know, he's he's a pretty good replacement. So we're resigned to the fact that they need to just to fucking move on, or there's no chance for this squad. Well, are you going to are you going to give them you know another ten more ten more games just to see how they go, or you, or you think they're done? Yeah. I mean, look, they'll give him 10 more games, but then someone will uh, play the Tom Thibodeau clip. 10 more games, yeah. 20 more games, 30 more games. It's yeah. bullshit. And then by the time we've been yeah, doing the this for, over. We, yeah. Exactly. And it, we've been doing this for seasons and on end now with these, you know, with basically the, the same core guys and different peripheral guys. I think people have had enough, man. 
they after today they've they've had enough because that game was built up to be a marquee matchup like we were really going to throw everything at them never in it didn't never happen. in it didn't happen did not happen on one count uh, you know they went on that that short half quarter run when the game was already gone that's empty you know because that needs to be there at the start of the game if they want to give themselves any any sort of chance at beating a, a good offensive team like the Nets. Anyway, yeah. let's get off fucking Boston because uh, otherwise I'm going to punch a hole in the fucking wall. <laughs> One team that did establish a comeback today was the Golden State Warriors who came back against the Philadelphia 76ers. They were down at least 28 at one point. Now, that's one team that can literally eat up a lead. When Boston get down 29, yeah, I'm I'm Matt Jones and I'm turning it off because I'm just like, uh, just yeah. can't do this anymore. I have better things to do. Yeah. Did you, either of you guys see that game today? Because I saw the end and I was surprised that they were up by 28 because Philadelphia stinks. So yeah, I've just seen Golden State outscored Philadelphia sixty-four to thirty-five in the second half. Yeah, they. I mean, I'm not surprised by that, and I'm not really impressed by it either. I mean, because Philadelphia oh, it was pretty good shooting though from Steph and think, Jordan Poole. Gary Payton too did a couple of good things again. It's yeah, just, but but they were able to eat up that sort of lead. Golden State, they're one of the elite teams in the league because they can do that because they can literally bring in guys that just hit shots straight away off the bench. Yeah, I mean they're hot. You know, Philadelphia is not. Philly shouldn't win in that game. At the moment, Philadelphia is a fucking scratch match. Well, until they sort out the Simmons situation. Did you see any of that Golden State game today, Frank, or the Bulls game, yeah? Yeah, I did watch the Bulls game today, and that was fucking atrocious. It was fucking shit. So the Bulls didn't win, did they? No, we lost to fucking Houston. They just they came out with no focus, no intensity. Uh, and That's Houston, a bad loss. That's, that's a, fucking, a bad loss. That's a real bad fucking loss. Did the Bulls, um, did they win their last game? Oh, fuck, was that? No, we, yeah, we won against New York. Didn't they lose to Indiana as well by quite a lot? Yeah, yeah, we lost to the, yeah, fucking flogged. Fucking flogged <laughs> by 32. <laughs> I'm just trying to drag the Bulls through the mud at, uh, for a second because... They nah, fucking do it. They, they fucking deserve it. They've been playing like shit in the last couple of games. What, what did they do wrong today against the Rockets? Just no focus, no intensity. I think they took it for Not granted. Prepared, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they looked at Houston and they went, you know what? Fucking one and 12. Scrubs. Yeah. Just yeah. They, they looked at them as scrubs, didn't they? They said, yeah, there's a bunch of scrubs we'll beat up on today. They had Vooch back too, didn't they? Yeah, he yeah he played. He, he got 14 and 13, played some good minutes. So it was good to see him back. But um, it was really fucking Houston's bench outscored ours by about 35 points. Or something like that. Who the fuck have Houston even got on their bench? Who are they? Eric Gordon. No, he's a starter, he, right? He's a starter. I haven't seen a Rockets game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're demonstrating yeah. that right now by saying, "Oh, Eric." Eric I'm Gordon, trying to think of uh, uh, no Kenny Smith. <laughs> the Jet. Sam Cassell. Otis Thorpe. Is he coming off the bench? Yeah. What about Akeem Olajuwon? Does he still play? <laughs> They had House Junior, 18 points. Sing, Singen, 13. Brooks, 11 points. Singen, that's, um, that's Alfred uh, Sengun, isn't it? The Turkish guy, yeah, he's all right. He's fucking good, man. Have you seen much of him play before you watched him today? or No, nah, but he was uh, MVP of that league, wasn't he, for, for Turkey? He's a strong player. For for where he got picked in the draft, he's a he's a very good player for them. He's very impressive, as, as far as I can tell. 
Yeah, that's like, that, that's about it. The Bulls tried to make a run, and you know, in the fourth, but it was game over by then. Sengun's one of those players off the bench, yeah. So he comes off the bench. Who else comes off the bench for for them? It's like because Jalen Green's starting. Yeah, he um he had some type of injury in the second quarter, and he didn't come back to the game. So, but he was looking good early on. Uh, he got eleven points, and he was four or five. Yeah, he's got a fucking really explosive first step. It reminds me of uh, Levine. He's gonna be hard to stop once uh, he gets a real good jumper going. I've seen him. He looks like T Mac. I reckon. You agree with me that his jump shot looks weird though. Right. Oh, it looks like he's doing it sideways or something. It's fucking it's weird. so strange the way he shoots the ball, but you can't argue with the results. He actually has shot the ball pretty well. As I don't actually have the stats or anything in front of me, but he has shot fairly well, hasn't he? Like, I don't think recently he's been shooting well, but... Yeah, no, he, well, he's fucking... Yeah, he's doing it right for fucking his first, you know, first season and shit. Yeah, but fucking other rookies have probably surpassed him, though. Yeah, you got Chris Diamonte for the... for The uh... Chris Diamonte? Yeah, Chris Diamonte <laughs> for the Indiana Pacers. He fucking... <laughs> he hit... He hit a three-pointer, like a fucking fadeaway double pump three-pointer from the corner to hit... <laughs> <laughs> Take the game into overtime today. Yeah, <laughs> lost in they lost in overtime. It sounds like you're talking about the NBL one, not the NBA. Chris Diamonte. <laughs> yeah, Chris Chris du, Duarte for if you want to. You know, oh, that's be, right. Uh, yeah, technical. If you want to get technical, but that was another bit of a. Uh, He's actually well, it's an indictment on the Lakers. They they it took a lot. It took a monster effort from LeBron today to beat the Indiana Pacers in overtime. That's right. They got over him, didn't they? The Lakers. Yeah, just, but only because of, like, just the LeBron heroics, you know, and him putting in this team taken over, which is not a good sign. Did anyone catch the Grizzlies game at Utah? I didn't. Yeah, I saw the highlights. I wish I did see that because uh, from yeah, all yeah. reports, it was a great game. Tell me what your thoughts were on it. From looks of it, like, Jackson, Moran, fucking, bang. Fucking all played well. Bang. <laughs> I'm high on the Grizzlies, man. I like them. I like them a lot. They just need one or two pieces to really sort of hit the stratosphere. I think that, oh, man, you got to love Morant. I think Jackson is a, is a nice, he's a weird player. He's got a weird shot. He shoots the ball from distance well, you know. He's uh, probably shoots a little bit too much from outside. He's more of an outside-in player, though. Like, yeah. he's always played like that where he's been he's willing to weird launch the three. He's got a weird, type. well, he's, he, yeah, he's a bigger guy but, and he's got a weird jump shot, but that doesn't stop him shooting and making threes. Yeah, but they're obviously up and about. They're competitive and they're playing for each other. Before they play that jazz game, they lost by, I think, 43 points. Well, you know, that'll happen with young teams, man. That'll happen with, you know, teams who are still fighting their way. Against against a Western Conference contending team to come back against the jazz like that, uh, that was pretty impressive to me. Mm. Shows Joe's fucking balls, cojones. But, yeah, they lost by fucking 43 against Timberwolves and then, yeah, the Oh, you know, for a fucking great game against Utah. Yeah, the fucking T-Wolves lit them up and then they went, but that's not us, we're not taking that. You know, we're going to take it out on whoever the next team is. And I think that's what they did against the Jazz. I admittedly didn't see the whole game, but a good part of the last quarter. And Jaron Jackson Jr. was, uh, yeah, he just plays an odd, odd game. I don't think he can really pick what he's going to do a lot of the time. You just think, every time he's shooting it from outside, you just think, ah, that's not... That's not going in. Yeah, you've got a weird shot. He's got a weird shot. <laughs> That's not going in. And then it goes yeah. in. And you're just like, ah, fuck, it's going in. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing against this guy? Another yeah. shooter. They need one more shooter, another offensive guy who can get his shot. Like a CJ, CJ McCollum, I think, would fit in well on that team. All right. CJ McCollum fits in on the Grizzlies, you're saying? I think so. They need another player. They need, they need another guy that can shoot. 
and uh, you know, get his own shot when the when the shot clock goes down. At the moment, they're just sort of uh, they've got a lot of good to standalone shooters, but they need another bit of an offensive threat, I reckon. Ideally, a guy who's a two way player as well. Someone like DeRozan would have been good for that team, I reckon. Yeah, he would have been. Beefs and beefs. Let's just talk about the the LeBong elbow now. Let's just talk about it because everyone will be talking. Everyone did talk about it, obviously. I was watching the game, so I saw it happen, and immediately I thought, well, that's an ejection, because in the rules it actually states if you throw an elbow, whether you have malice intent or not. As they said on the broadcast, it was judged a, a hostile act. I mean, it was so, intentional. It was intentional. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he intended to do it at the time and immediately regretted it when he saw the results, but all sorts of people trying to judge intent. Oh, I don't think he meant it and that. doesn't matter. I mean, whether he meant it or not doesn't even matter. It's just what he did that warrants an, an ejection. Isaiah Stewart was pretty justified in his reaction. Now, I'm not saying he was justified in faking all the, all the Detroit um, <laughs> fucking assistant coaches and everything out in thinking he was of sane, yeah. of sane mind, and then he just literally just, I mean, that footage is amazing where he's just bowling over people like he's a running back in NFL football. Yeah, it looked like he was trying to get to like a PlayStation in like a Black Friday sale <laughs> yeah. or something. Like a broke Filipino at a... Uh, uh, a broke Filipino at a, at a discount farmer's market. You're going up to the know? Filipinos yeah. now. Filipinos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, who, well, else, who else, Rod? Yeah. What do you think of Sweden? Line them up. <laughs> the Swiss. I got my sights on them next. <laughs> Fucking clogs. And then... <laughs> I, think that, I, th- <laughs> I think the clog wearers are up to the Netherlands, I think, oh, if I'm not mistaken. They're Dutch, I think. But, um, whatever. They'll just put them all they make together. They and-, and knives and fine chocolate in... in- in Switzerland, I believe. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of good chocolate there. It's the land of chocolate, I believe. And holy cheese. The land yeah, of is. chocolate. I wonder if the Swiss cheese actually come from Swiss Tony. Of course, Swiss, it, uh, of course it doesn't, Matt. Don't, don't be a sheep. <laughs> uh, no, I did. The, the day before, I saw the Lakers versus, uh, who was it? Uh, Lakers versus the Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, so that was the game that where LeBron was suspended for. Suspended now, for, yeah. And, yeah, and, me personally, and, I would have given him two games. You would have given I, I LeBron? Like yeah, the other, I would have given him two games. The other dude got two games. Yeah, two games. Yeah, but look, he, he mightn't have meant, him, meant to hit him in the face, but he meant to hit him. Yeah. Oh, and definitely. he hit him in the face and opened him up. That uh, To me, in this day and age, where they want to protect the head and that sort of thing, that's yeah. two games. He swung an elbow, which is automatically an, a hostile act. There's no scenario in basketball where you need to swing your elbow. You're allowed to hold your position. But like you, if you turn, like yeah. if you turn your body, you know what I mean, and, and it hit him in the head, then that's that's just, you know, like incidental movement, you know what I mean? But this was definitely meant to hit him. The next game's going to be interesting. You mean between the Lakers and Detroit? Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Well, yeah, they they, they should be lining up, right? Like, we know nothing is going to happen. They'll be lining up against each other. Nothing's going to happen. We know that, right? There's, uh, there's no way LeBron lets anything happen in that game. But everyone, just the anticipation of that happening will be great for the NBA because everyone will watch Lakers versus Detroit. What, that, what he did... He's now a Pistons legend. He's like the Pistons fans are going to love him now, much like um, yep. ben, uh, who was the center during the championship with Ch- Chauncey Billups, Ben, ben Wallace. Um, ben Wallace. He's got Ben Wallace vibes, and you know what? I, I, I'd be totally okay with him going after him in the first fucking thirty seconds. Of the next game. <laughs> he fucking oath lining him up. Yeah, man. 
What do you what do you reckon about this, Frank? When LeBron did that, it reminded me of the time James Harden got elbowed by Ron Artest. Exactly. Or fucking Meta World Peace. I thought the same exact thing. The the elbow just fucking came flying around. You can see the facial expression on his face. He you know, he was pissed, he was mad. As I said, most likely did not want to hit him in the head, but he, he did. There was an intention behind it. And now LeBron's trying to ring him to apologize and all that shit. Maybe he's scared. Uh, I don't know about that. I think he may be generally remorseful about it. But how, how long yeah. did uh, Ron Artest get for that elbow? It was a number of games suspension, wasn't it? Was it seven or eight games or something he got done for that? I, well, I would have to. I don't see I'd how check. he gets that long for that, and this is such a disparity in between just the one game. Like, they obviously don't see LeBron's action as being on par with what Meta World Peace or Ron Artest, whatever his fucking name is now, did. He got he got seven games. I, I can understand wanting to elbow James Harden in the head. Like I can understand that. I would say so. That's, that's just, <laughs> just just from the outside looking in. I mean, Westbrook also fucking wanting to get involved was the oh, whole what, thing was fucking. What was Res- Westbrook doing? What was he doing? I don't know. Mm. Being a fucking comic book character or something. As much as a comic book character as Kyle Kuzma dressing up in that ridiculous fucking. <laughs> pink sweater or whatever fucking Frank you sent me that fucking please explain what the fuck is that about I think he's trying to fucking outdo Westbrook with his fucking fashion sense I don't know how the it's like he he went into a fucking one of those stores where you know for the big guys like you know we're sitting bowl you got Manute Bowl's fucking jumper looked like he went to the same laundromat as Taco Fall and grabbed his cardigan instead of Uh, This will fucking do Yeah this big pink cardigan will be Keep me warm Like he he fucked himself in the comments Because LeBron had a go at him A couple of other people had a go at him as well And he basically couldn't defend it He was saying Oh no the shit's fire Oh no it's cold That's why I'm wearing it It's like he should have just gone You know what I just wanted to wear something fucking outrageous Fuck you cunts Get fucked Why the fuck (laughs) can't he say that Should have said I'm a wanker Yes he could have owned it like that. How the he could fuck have do you said, do anything in that jumper? How the fuck do you do anything? You don't at all? fucking like, do shit. Obviously, you can't. You can you wank in dinner? it? How do you? Yeah. You can't you have a, a wank, can you? Your no. arms aren't free. Like it's just, it's impractical. It looks stupid. It looks like a three-year-old has chucked on her older brother's fucking jumper. You know, that's that's what it looks. It just looks ridiculous. It just looks out of proportionally fucking ridiculous and dumb and just stupid. And why the fuck would you do it? And and the person who wore it couldn't even own the fact that they wore it. So what does that tell you? We've spent much more time <laughs> thinking about this than. What it deserves is all I'll say. Somehow we got to that from LeBron's um, elbow, but uh, you say LeBron. I said LeBron then because I'm reading LeBron. the running sheet. Yeah, LeBron. Perhaps that's more appropriate. But there was there was footage today of him getting dildo shoved court- up his ass. Uh, what's what's oh. coming next year? I don't I have no idea. <laughs> no, at the Indiana game today, he got a courtside ticket holder, a female jumper, kicked off because apparently she was giving him shit. He went up to the rep and ref and just grabbed her and said, "Get her out of here." He was offended by some uh, female spectator who was then ejected from the arena. Is that is is that what happened? Or yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't oh. found out what she said, but um, even know that. about his hairpiece. Probably about his uh, toupee he's got on the top of his head. There, LeBron's fake hair is getting more and more dire by the day. It's not. It's, it's nearly big. fucking Carlos Boozer style. LeBron's hair looks like like a tennis ball that got stuck on the roof for six months. You know what I mean? Like you, you go up on the roof and you sell the tennis ball that you lost. Six you know, months. Oh, and, and it, yeah, it, six months. And it, it's it like looks like it's aged about fifteen and, fucking years and it's been sitting in the gutter with water in it. Well, we're getting to all the big uh, topics in basketball. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next one, um, the, ne- the, ne- the next one's even better. It's uh, a Sacramento fan buffs on court during this game. This is what I want to talk about. Uh, this is the one I want to talk about. Well, <laughs> and 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 a day later, Luke Walton is fired. The conspiracy theory is that they fired Luke Walton just to save him from being called Puke Walton for the rest of the season. <laughs> Now I feel robbed. I for one feel robbed. I, I yeah. That that would have been material for the rest of the year. Puke Walton. Are you Puke fucking Walton. kidding me? Wow, it was a it was quite a chunder. It was like <laughs> yeah. a big chunder. And I was like, I'm, you know what? I was kind of surprised that there isn't actual footage. Like there's footage of the vomit like there in front of him, but there's no footage of him actually vomiting. You're doing it, yeah. Yeah, because it happened during a timeout, I think. So there's so, no projectile. There's no. Well, there's no footage of animated actually, footage yeah, of, yeah, of the of, vomit. Coming the volcano of his mouth, right? But yeah, apparently uh, there was quite a lot of it. Wow, I mean, I'm, and court courtside as well, right? Because, yeah, so courtside, right on the court, twenty five minute delay. This this delayed the game over twenty minutes. How has this not happened before though? Like, how is this? How the like, fuck the is Luke time? Walton fired after this? Well, he made the nachos, and that guy was eating. And uh, you know, I don't know what he was doing. He was uh, didn't wash his hands or something like that. And this guy threw up everywhere. And to avoid a lawsuit, Sacramento has fired him. Well, Matt, you you were talking last week about whether the recipe will be spoiled by Clay Thompson's return in yeah, the Golden State. I was just thinking aloud. Yes. What do you think about the recipe that Luke Walton has cooked up in Sacramento? This this fan was justified in throwing up. On court, it had to be done. Well, yeah, the the, the King Stadium this season has been called the Vomitorium. <laughs> they have not been good. If it hasn't it's been, been, it's it's going to be called that from now on. Yeah, like, uh, well, I'd love it in the next game if all the fans just threw up, like simultaneously. Like, yeah, it was like a Mexican wave of. <laughs> vomit. If somehow they could coordinate it so it was a Technicolor yawn wave around yeah. the stadium. Then, yeah, yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I mean, be awesome. been, I mean, in in some serious analysis, though, uh, Frank, uh, the the Kings have been bad for a long time, and this is what this is their fiftieth coach in fucking two seasons. I don't know, fucking, they are an absolute well basket case. You'd have to say they didn't even win yesterday. No, new coach, you you expect that bump, right, Frank? Like new coach comes in, team automatically gets a bump against whoever they play because they want to win for the new coach, right? Surely they want to win. The new, yeah, I mean, they've they got some good young players there. That- yeah. They sort of remind me of, um, you know, where, where the Bulls were a few years ago. Shitty fucking GMs and head office and sort of not doing the right moves and, and whatnot. So I, I think it's time for them to have a good clean out, you know. Get rid of Vladi, Vladi Divac. He has, he's done some shit. Just, he made some shit decisions. It's time for him to go. And just they need to restart again. For a roster level, you mean? Roster level... Even, you know, head office. They've had a lot of high draft picks in the last 10 years, right? They've never had a number one draft pick, but they've had a lot of high draft picks. They've been okay draft picks that they've had, but um, 
Yeah, it's just time for the head office to go, I think. Could have had Doncic and didn't get him. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's They've made some bad decisions come fucking the NBA draft, free agency. You know, have they got have they gotten the right coaches before in the past? They're just, whoever's making the decisions, just uh, they're not making the right ones. It's time for them to, to fucking clean out. Well, Shaq's one of them, right? Shaq's a part owner of the Kings, I think, isn't he? Honestly, does he own part of the Kings? I th- yeah, I think he does. With that uh, Vivek... Um... Yeah. And apparently he's a worse owner than the schlubs who used to own him. Right, right. Appar- is, is he a, he's one of those he a, controlling owners that's like, we need to do this and we need to overriding all the front office staff. That's that's the complaint that comes out of Sacramento. Right. Like he's too much but of a hands on. money, though? I don't think so. No, I think is, they're trying to is, get away with it cheap and, and that's right. why they keep drafting high and, and looking to trade these guys. I only saw briefly how De'Aaron Fox was playing uh, yesterday, but he doesn't even look engaged in the game. No emotional yeah. engagement in, in what's yeah. happening. So things are dire in Sacktown. If I if I was a fan in Sacramento, you'd be fucking, you'd be over it by now and just say. You'd be praying that Daryl Morey fucking considers a trade from Sacramento, right? You'd be praying for that to happen, for Ben Simmons to land there, because at least that'd be something there that they could possibly do something with. But at the moment, yeah, they're bottom feeders in the NBA. Yeah, and shit nachos. <laughs> and and the food at the venue can't be good. I think the guy was pretty drunk. I think he may have been pretty drunk, this guy, but apparently <laughs> it wasn't just one. He did one massive vomit and then was vomiting into his own shirt for a few times as well. <laughs> and making apparently making eye contact with players and stuff like that. And just like, sorry, man, can't help it. It's, it's coming out. And, and <laughs> pretty much they, they just backed away and were like, shit, I've been there, but I don't want to be anywhere near this cunt. Didn't Rudy Gobert comment on how he made eye contact with the fan? Yeah, yeah, but he's a sick fuck, and I think he got horny. Like That makes him horny. <laughs> he's, he's totally, he's a total, like, sick freak. He's a weirdo. Yeah, he's basically, you know, French Pepe Le Pew fucking pervert cunt and uh, started whacking off immediately when this guy started vomiting. It's, 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 just, it's disgusting. He started whacking and, off into the guy's vomit, I think. And, that's yeah. that's how Rudy Gobert kind of, yeah, yeah. And that's why they had to suspend the game so long. Well, and I, for one, do not uh, agree with his stance and think that he should be banned. And um, uh, You mean the fan or...? No, Rudy Gobert. Oh, oh, the fan. Rudy. I should make the. They should. Wouldn't have would turned of events. The fan. If they made the fan the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they should do. Oh, I was just going to say the fan was just living out his dream, bro. He was just yeah. like sitting courtside, you know, throwing up everywhere, going, "Well, doesn't get better than this." Well, <laughs> what about the owner sitting courtside? Sees that guy Chandra. He's like, you know what? That's a bold move. Someone hire that man. Fire the coach. Hire that man immediately. Hire that man as our uh, media marketing manager. <laughs> Fucking why not? Could do worse. They yeah, could do worse. That's, they, well, yeah, they really can't do any worse at the moment, Sacramento Kings. Uh, <laughs> I've got uh, KD passing uh, Allen Iverson to 25th all-time scoring now. I mean, he was automatic. From his spots, he was automatic. He gets to his area and you just think, yeah, it's going in. What's he shooting at the moment, Frank? Do you know sort of what his stats are mid-range? Because it's as high as like guys... 100%. Like, it's 100% almost. He's almost shooting NBA jam numbers. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, an, just an unstoppable offensive machine, man. Maybe the you know most gifted scorer of all time. Is he more gifted than, than Steph? You have to say he's got yeah. uh, more, more, t- more offensive moves. I mean, he's... Yes. Nothing he can't do. I'd agree with that. There's there's nothing that I've ever thought Kevin Durant can't do on the court. He has disappointed through a lot of his decisions. Like I've become less of a fan of him over time. The better he's got, I've sort of become less of a fan. Yeah. 
Does that sort of resonate at all? Or Is that mainly from, you know, him going to the Golden State and then to Brooklyn? Do Absolutely. you think that's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, going to Golden State particularly after the way they exited the conference finals uh, the year before. Well, I guess you could call him a mercenary. He takes the best offer in front of him. He doesn't have any loyalty. Is it going to hurt his legacy long term? I, I guess that's the question. Well, I don't know. Will Chamberlain played for. Will Chamberlain did the same. Man, if someone offered him a lot of money. He took it. I, I can't really hold that against someone. Uh, in because when you think about it, these teams don't have no loyalty to no one either. So that's true too. And also analyzing it sort of more closely, these guys all they care about is is kind of their legacy at the end. All anyone talks about is championship rings, you know. So as yeah. many as them as you can get, as many of those as you can accumulate in your career, no matter how you do it, I think that yeah, almost I, I, justifies his position, but it doesn't change me being disappointed in him. Yeah, no, I don't think he'll ever be in the same category as like a Jordan, Kobe. No, no. Bird magic. I don't think he'll ever get into that sort of thing. But he, as far as scoring goes, this guy, he's a bucket. What about uh, what about Demar Derozan and, and Zach Levine, Frank? How do they stack up against KD as all time scorers in the NBA? Well, I mean, Zach's still he's still fairly young. He's got a long long way to go in his career. Hopefully, you know, his knees hold up. But you know, Derozan's made his game from the mid range game, same as you know Lamarcus Aldridge, and he was good today as well against Boston. He killed him from the mid range. Yeah, and uh, so, you know, DeMar, mid-range game, you can say he's got probably one of the best in the NBA at the moment, but probably not the best ever. I would say you couldn't hold a candle to KD. KD scoring on the break. He scores from mid-range. He scores down the post. He scores from fucking the high post, low post, fucking three-point range, anywhere on the three-point line. I just think as far as scoring goes, man, I don't know if we've ever seen anyone like him, and I don't think we ever will again. Just with, you know, a seven-foot guy that long, you can't block his shot. Nowitzki was nowhere near as agile as Duran is. No, no. he was probably the closest thing. In terms of a seven-footer's ability to yeah. score in the NBA. Would you even put Hakeem Olajuwon in that? I mean, he, he, he had a decent mid-range game. He had unbelievable low-post moves. He definitely improved that over his career, didn't he? Like, he, he went from being a, a dominant low-post scorer to being able to step out and hit a mid-range jump shot. He became Well, yeah. I, I, I don't know if he was... Force. In the NBA, we like to do that, don't we? We like to compare players and say, who's better, who's better like this, but... You know what? It's, it's it's a futile job in the end because it's kind of kind of arbitrary in the yeah, end. Yeah, I mean, Elijah Wan, one of the best defensive centers in the history of the game, mm-hmm. a savant when it came to post moves, unbelievably slick in the yeah, post. Like just, he could, yeah, yeah, smooth as silk down in the post, like uh, bamboozled people down low. Basically, put the Houston Rockets on his back and won two championships just off his. Strength and his leadership. Uh, Agreed. You know, Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, look, I, I would put Elijah one ahead. Like, if you're talking all-time players, I'm putting him ahead of KD. I'm putting him way ahead of KD. But KD, I'm just talking about strictly gifted scoring on the offensive end. Yep. Maybe the best ever. I mean, he's looking like it at the moment. He looks unstoppable when he comes down and they give him the ball and he can get free. Like, the only point in the game v Boston today was when Grant Williams got up in inside him to defend him. That's the only way that he was able to sort of disrupt him from yeah. anything that he was doing. Look, the only time I like KD ever looked like failing was when he ate some of Luke Walton's nachos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish he'd played the Sacramento Kings before. We're going to eat Luke, Walton, Luke Walton's nachos live on our next episode. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Luke Walton, assisted by uh, by uh, Peg Leg McGillicuddy in the in the kitchen. Fuck, we could end up with anything then. KD passed Allen Iverson. Yeah, so uh, Allen Iverson sits twenty sixth all time now. KD sits twenty fifth. I don't think we could. We should really underplay the fact that Allen Iverson is number twenty six yep. all time mm-hmm. in scoring. We're talking about a guy that's basically five foot fucking eight. Yep, <laughs> and and uh, was more than more than a foot shorter than. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, he is probably – it is amazing what he achieved in his career. It is amazing. Yeah, I still go back to it today and watch it because it's that amazing. It's that good. Yeah. The guy was just so talented. Imagine if that guy was six foot eight. That'd be crazy, man. Like, he is fucking maybe the inch by inch the best basketball player that ever lived. He wouldn't have been revered as much, I don't think, if he was a bigger guy. Like, it would have been expected of him because it was so unexpected of – him coming in and basically saying, as soon as I match up to Jordan, I'm going to cross him up and beat him. And then going out there and doing it in the first opportunity that he had, basically, that cemented who Allen Iverson was in the NBA and how he was able to start influencing other players and the way they played, you know, changing the whole... I mean, we talked about culture in the last episode. He changed the culture of the the whole league by what he did. He was undeniably good. Like, he was so good that they couldn't say bad about him. Even when he said that he couldn't be fucked practicing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he just got he just got bigger because of that. He didn't get criticised yeah. or maligned or anything. He was <laughs> everyone rose him up because of that and said, "Yeah, this guy's telling yeah, the truth." That's true. Yep. That's part of his legacy as well. Linked into that is is Patty Mills because Patty Mills he's now fourth all time in scoring three point field goals off the bench. Who's the first three? Well, that was going to be my question to you guys because I was watching the game. Uh, I assume you guys weren't. So can you name... Lou Williams? Luke Skywalker is number three on the list. (laughs) Lou Williams, yep. That's Lou Williams is number three on the list. Can you name the first and second all time? It should be pretty easy. Come on. Jet, that used to play for Dallas. Jason Terry? No. No, not Jason Terry. No. Come on, off the bench, three-point shooters. In recent history, these guys are recent players too. They're not from old-time Jamal basketball. Crawford. Jamal Crawford is number two. Can you name Corver. Corver is number one. So, Paddy Mills is fourth all-time behind those guys now, shooting threes in the NBA, off the bench. So, how do they judge that though? Is it what? So, they don't count threes where they, they started? They don't start the game. Yeah, they don't start right. the game. They, they Corver play. was – well, I, didn't, I thought Corver was a starter for most of his career. A lot of the, his later career, no. Uh, right, okay. Not not in Cleveland, not in Atlanta, not uh, in... Yep. Didn't he play Milwaukee as well, I think? How long do you think Paddy's got left in the NBA? How many more years? I'd say a couple, at least. But the way he's going, and, you know, in, in this role where he sort of comes off the bench and gives off a the punch. Bench. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, maybe, fuck. Well, look at those other guys. Seasons. Look at those other guys. Culver, Crawford, Lou Williams, they're all still playing. Oh, well, not... The, they're all still playing. Lou Williams is still playing. Crawford, I don't think he's playing. Crawford's not playing anymore. But they he's had long the Jets, long like he's careers. Still got fucking, he's still got. He can still move. Seven like out of ten today, man. Buckets and stuff. Yeah. Seven he's out of getting... ten. All he did was run the spots and shoot threes, and Austin couldn't get to him. It was a swish every time. Well, he is eighty-four three-pointers behind Lou Williams for number three spot. So you think he could get that? How far behind Luke Walton is he? In terms of scoring, or? In, in uh, terms of nachos eaten. In, in terms of <laughs> consuming nachos and not throwing up. <laughs> Paddy Mills, awesome. He's doing an awesome job in 
the Rollies got there with the Brooklyn Nets. They don't have Kyrie, of course, still probably looking to trade that cunt. Yeah, no Kyrie, no nachos, no people from Turkey. They're no, doing good. Uh, no the, Filipinos. No Filipinos. No, no Swiss Army knives. All coming up apples. There seems to be nothing against Paddy Mills becoming an NBA legend. Nothing short of that. Am I right about that or am I right? You're right. Yeah, I, I, I knew I was right. Another potential NBA legend from Australia is the one and only Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy today, again. He had 19 points from memory. He had three nachos and two Dagwood No, nah, no, we haven't got to nachos yet. No, we're talking rebounds. <laughs> rebounds. He had uh, 19 points, seven rebounds, eight assists. He was three or four from three-point range. Yeah, he shot good threes. Did he block any steals, any nachos? Plenty of nachos. Well, it's still early. It's still early in the season. I don't know. I think he has got the motor to like go keep this rate up and keep filling up those you know main three categories for the whole season. He's uh, he's looking good. He's carving out an NBA career for himself. No, he is. He's he's looking real good. Uh, I haven't seen him play a full game yet. I don't know. Have you, Frank? Have you seen him play a full game? I haven't seen him play a full game. I've uh, seen. You know, highlights and a couple of quarters here and there. But, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely be checking him out once the Bulls play him and I'll probably fucking lose to Oklahoma too. Well, yeah, that's that's one thing you've got to be careful of because it is true what they say about OKC. And they, well, they haven't said anything about the Nachos at, at the venue. We haven't seen anyone throw up on the court there. OKC don't give up in games. doesn't matter how much they're down. Those two wins against the Lakers, they were down big and they came back. They, they've done that against other squads as well. Not necessarily won the game, but... They've closed in on teams, and they do that constantly against teams, even in the games they lose. So they're playing for their spot. They're playing for a contract. They're playing for you know they got they got plenty of reasons to play hard. Not just nachos. There's not just nachos on the yeah. table here. There's the, much the, more the, than the coach that. does. Go, hey boys, like there's nachos waiting for you after the yeah. game. Well, if you... not only nachos, but there's you know there, there may be some big titty hookers as well. I'm, I'm not going to confirm anything right. at this point. But well, maybe instead of threatening Tatum with a flamethrower, maybe that's how you get Tatum to start playing well. <laughs> Just shove some, him, shove some big... with a fucking, I don't know, he's a hooker's got nachos in a snatch or something like that. And, yeah. And, and I don't know about the ones in Boston. You might have to fly him in. They're no good there? Fly him in from the island. Like Rodders is fucking on a rampage fucking... Uh, who else, Nobody's who else safe. Is, Nobody's who else safe. Who is in the fucking... In the you, sites, mate. Who else? You. The crosshairs. You're, you're oh, in shit. My oh, no. Oh, so I've been rotted. You've been rotted. Oh no! That's brilliant. Yeah, no, I would never, I would never, I would never ever turn my sights on you, Matt Jones. Thanks, mate. Or you, Frank. No, you guys are completely safe with me. Don't worry about that. I can't wait to see the press release from the Sacramento Kings about the nachos. <laughs> I just want footage leaked of the guy throwing up because oh, it's got to, it has to exist. Someone it has to exist, has to, right? I, I've, I've shared it to our. To our discussion, it's in there. Well, yeah, we the, the, the footage of him actually coming out of his mouth. Yes. Oh, yes, fucking yes. That's the, that's what I like, Frank. Fucking oh yeah, you get the good shit, Frank. The Oracle, fucking oh man, I tell you what, you've got the good shit. Man. Don't ever doubt the Oracle. Is yeah. is what I said earlier. Now, there's another reason not to ever doubt the Oracle. The Oracle here because he he's a basketball savant. I don't know whether you know this. But he is. Everyone already fucking knows that. <laughs> Everyone already knows that. Oh, okay. I just I was assuming there was people out there that still didn't know that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why that's why I said that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's enough for this week, don't you think? 
<laughs> yeah, man, we've covered everything. We've, I mean, covered, we've covered everything, everything that we can be fucked to cover uh, here on this basketball podcast. The best in the world, probably. Oh, yeah, without doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> it's, 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 you've got the nachos. That's the number one ranked, ranked thing in the world. The, the, the nachos has its own podcast. That podcast is number That's one. It. And then ours. That'll do it for us on the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. It's goodbye from me, Rodney E. And and also from from, from me. I, I will also say farewell. Uh, <laughs> and, and Frank? Yeah, Frank? Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. No. <laughs> yeah. I, assume you, I assume you're leaving as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I, I got, yeah. What nah, a shame. Yeah. That's, a, that's a shame. But we'll reconvene next week to uh, see what else is happening. What do you reckon? Yeah, that sounds like this. <laughs> Maybe there'll be maybe there'll be footage of a girl queefing on court or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's the only thing they can really one up this past week in the NBA basketball. The the only other thing barring this recording might be lawsuits, but we'll see how that goes during the week. We'll get through them. Yeah, I'm sure I've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> you'll tell, you'll, you'll uh, end up being like Enos Cantor. <laughs> fucking banned and barred from every other country in the world. Just call me Penis Canter. (laughs) And we're done. Good stuff, guys. I'm just just looking up that thing, Frank. I'm just... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there he is. (laughs)